Bachelor is gone until The Bachelorette returns on May 28th. But until then, there's so much other television to watch, including Atlanta on FX. And if you're watching Atlanta, we've got a podcast for you. It's The Recapables. Every week after the show ends, a 15-minute podcast goes up recapping what you just saw and breaking down all the important moments. So if you haven't subscribed to it yet, please do. Again, that's called The Recapables. And while you're looking to fill your time until The Bachelorette comes on, check out TheRinger.com. Why not? There's so much good stuff to read. Today, you'll find Shay Serrano, what makes a great movie villain, and many members of our staff talking about A Wrinkle in Time. You may have seen the movie over the weekend and you want to keep talking about it. So hey, just read about it instead. And now let's get into this podcast. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. It's officially the off season. For sports, that would be free agency. For me, that means I have a lot more time to watch other stuff. I'm pretty excited about it, though obviously I miss The Bachelor. I like to keep up with as much reality TV as possible. And there's two new shows from Sally Ann Salzano. Sally Ann is the creator of The Jersey Shore, one of the most important television shows of my lifetime. And as such, I've tried to keep up with all of her work. She called in a couple of weeks ago to talk about two new shows that she has, including Winter Break Hunter Mountain on MTV and Hear Me, Love Me, See Me, which is on TLC. You're going to hear her dog barking in the back, and that's okay because she called in from home. It was still a great conversation, and I hope you enjoy it. So give it a listen. Sally Ann, thanks so much for calling. How are you? Good. Hey, Juliet. I'm good, thank you. I'm so excited to speak with you. i uh big fan of all of your work. and Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> um, okay. So how did you first start working in reality TV? I came up through the talk show world, which in my mind was the original reality TV, right? It was like real people telling their stories about like uh, unusual or things that were happening to them and sure. just being honest about their lives. Right. Like the, the... I think that turned into long form. It's like, even if you think about it, like we used to do like makeover shows and reunion shows, and then there went on to be shows like The Locator that were all about that. I think a lot of long form reality shows today come from original either game or you know, talk show formats. It's like even The Bachelor, like think about it as a long form of the dating game. Yeah. You know what I mean? So after you did talk shows, how did you segue into um, the more, like what we think of now as reality TV? Because you worked, Um, you worked on the early seasons of The Bachelor, right? I did. And that basically came about where it's funny, no one would hire me in reality because I didn't have experience. And it's funny, reality was so new that really no one had experience. But having the talk show experience almost hurt me because they were like, wait, we don't, you don't do this type of show. They were taking people that didn't know type of show over that. And it's funny, I met with this woman who is a dear friend of mine today, and I really like credit a lot of what I've learned from her. Uh, Her name is Lisa Levinson, and she was doing The Bachelor. And one of her friends was my boss over at ABC, and I was like, get another talk show pilot. She like offered me a talk show pilot. I literally like started crying. I'm like, I just want to work in reality. <laughs> and she was like, what is going on right now? I'm like, I'm literally having a mini meltdown at age 26 that like, I can't get it together. What was and she was like, Oh, do you know Lisa Levinson? Have you heard they're doing this new show, the bachelor? I'm like, wait, what? And I went and met Lisa and Lisa and I not only hit it off in the meeting, but Lisa was a former Jerry Springer producer. Oh, so she'd made she the was like, oh, transition. Yeah, yeah, I had the same trouble. She's like, talk show producers leave no stone unturned. You stop at nothing. And you're always coming up with new ideas, new, new segments, new everything. She's like, I'd love to give it a whirl. 
And so off to The Bachelor I went, and I was there uh, until season, I guess it was season five of The Bachelor and season three of The Bachelorette. So it was like eight seasons total plus Trish's wedding. Right. And and they're like the the, the bell of the ball whenever they're around because they're still together, whichever, which I think people just find oh amazing. Oh, my God. I love them so much. I can't even tell you. Working on that season with Trista, you truly watch two people fall in love in a way I don't know if I ever have again. Interesting. Yeah, well, did you watch Bachelor Winter Games? Because they were... Uh, I didn't. They they held the torch at the beginning. Like, they did like a... Oh, we, oh only because I was, I was shooting. Oh, okay. But I still watch Bachelor. I love it. Like, I'm still a huge fan. But, like, to me, Trista is, like, the OG. Oh, yeah. And she deserves everything. She did it for the right reason. Like, she met the guy... She moved to Colorado. Like they have a beautiful family. Like I don't. It was. It's just so amazing. It, it is kind of hard to believe it worked out, but I always thought it was partially because it was so new. So there wasn't as much sort of context for the contestants to bring to the table. And I, not even that. She really wanted it. When you watch the show now, what seems like the biggest difference from when you worked on it? I don't know. It's not. Different. I think every show evolves a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I think like, you know, like like I find with my shows, casting's probably harder because you're just trying to find people that you want to make sure are sincere. Right. Yeah. I actually wanted to ask about casting because I, I think a lot of your shows, the key to them is finding the right people. And that's why they're why people just can't stop watching. And definitely true for Party Down South, even more recently with Floor Bama Shore. Like it seems like um, there's a real art to casting. And what is the most important attribute other than sincerity I suppose in finding a good reality TV star you know is digging digging and digging I always think that you know one interview is not enough and a tape submission and a Skype is not enough to go on unless you're kind of faking it Mm. yeah because they I really we really like to dig deep I like to see their houses I like to see where they're from like I want to make sure these people are who they say they are right and I want to make sure that they're going to tell me the same story that they're telling me, even if their grandma and their teacher are sitting there. <laughs> Doesn't and matter who's around. I make them tell me the story with their grandma and teacher sitting there. Have you? Is there a specific incident with someone from one of your shows where you did that? Oh, I've gone to people's houses and fill out had dinner with them and their parents. That Jersey Shore cast, that we were at everybody's house and met everyone. Same with Party Down South. You know, when you talk to them, then you start telling stories that they told you. And, you know, I always feel like you talk about some of the stuff with their families around. And if their families are like, oh, that time, geez, then, you know, like they are who they say they are. Right. That it's real. Then it's- yeah. Instead of like people just like putting on, you know. Sure. Because you got to be careful that you're not just like you have to be careful also as a producer that you're not like, OK, great. They said what I think I want to hear. That's never it for me. It's like, I don't, I never know what I'm looking for. And I find it, some network executives find me very frustrating because I don't know always what I'm looking for. <laughs> like, I know the type, I know this, I'm not like a recluse. Sure. <laughs> but like, if I can say like, oh, I'm looking for another blank, then you're just going to have another version of that. Right. Right. I'm constantly looking for something new. Right. So that's a, that's a, something I wanted to ask you about. You're so good at identifying subcultures that are worthy of being on television. How do you identify when a subculture is right for television and will be interesting to a wide audience, whether they're familiar with it or not? 
It depends if I'm interested in it. Like, mm-hmm. I can't tell someone else to be interested in something I'm not. Right. People will come to me and say, oh, I have this great group of people and you have it. And I watch it and I'm like, I wouldn't watch that show. Yeah. Because yeah. the thing is, too, I'm a lover of reality TV. Like, just by nature, in my heart, I am. What's your favorite show other than the ones you've worked on? Oh, shoot. I love Teen Mom so much it hurts me. <laughs> it's really good. It also is sometimes deeply upsetting, which is maybe why it hurts. <laughs> I've never missed an Like, I was on the phone with an MTV exec today. I'm like, is Butch still in rehab? Like, like well, knock it off, SA. I, like, literally am always trying to get information. Like, I love it so much. I love those girls. I, I don't know. I love it. But I also have an extreme amount of respect for how hard it is to make that show. Yeah. I, I can't even imagine. And also, it it's the, the people that they have on the show have been on for many years. And it also is like a level of like you're let into those girls lives in a way that a lot of reality stars actually don't have to go through. Right. And I'm a huge Below Deck fan. Yeah. I love I love Housewives. I love Million Dollar Listings. Me too. I love all of those. I love Say Yes to the Dress. Oh, my God. I love Four Weddings. <laughs> Four Weddings is another like, oh, gee, that show's been around a long time. It's good, though. It's like it is what it is. And Four Weddings is that damn show where the next thing I know, five hours has gone by. I know. You can just watch them. Because then another one starts. And then it's like, my wedding's going to reign supreme. Like, I get so caught up in who's getting out of that limo at the end. (laughs) I don't know. There's so much stuff that I'm just into. Where did the idea for Hear Me, Love Me, See Me, your TLC show come from? Because it's a little bit different. Hear Me, Love Me, See Me is actually an international format. So I work with a company, not work for, well, work with, but work for a company called Fremantle. A couple years back, I had merged my company with theirs. They acquired a portion of us. You know, they do like a lot of big stage shows and stuff like that. And although we do those shows, too, it's funny. Like, this was the first one of their formats where I was like, let me get my hands on that. (laughs) And I was at a development conference in London and there was a guy there from the Israeli office and I, he showed this tape and I like went up to him and I go, oh my God, we've been developing something like this internally, but this is better. This like takes it to the next level. Like, can please, I want to represent this in the U.S. And like, you know, you have to, and they basically contacted the head of Fremantle and were like, listen, she really wants this. Let's give it to her. And I feel like TLC is the best home, not only because I'm such a fan of TLC programming. So for me, it's like a coup. Like I'm dying to have a show over there. I love it too. But also it just felt like it fit them. It falls into that four wedding, same yes to the dress. Like it's that same vibe. Like there's an ounce of hope and it's absolutely wonderful. And like, to be honest, if I was single, that's the dating show I'd want to be on. And it's it's uh, a woman is at home basically watching a man, like three guys go through their day. So, yeah, we do it in one spot. We do it in like we do it in a hotel room suite because there is so much equipment to make it work tech, tech, with the technology. Mm hmm. And the woman is sitting there and she basically in one day gets the opportunity to date three different men. All of the men are wearing these cameras. They are everywhere, two hours away, and the frequencies carry them. She can talk to them live. She wakes up with them. She sees their house, their dog, them getting up and getting dressed, going to work, meets their friends, meets their parents, everything. It's so wild. She can see everyone, and she can talk and interact with everyone live. She cannot just see the guy that she's dating because he's wearing the camera. So everything is from his point of view. Right. It's sort of like 
old school speed dating, the way that like um, people would like, or not speed dating, but like they would get like tapes of like, you know, this is who I am. And you like watch it on your couch and decide if you're interested or not. Um, totally. Like old school, like before Match.com. Yeah. Way old school, like before the internet, basically. Yeah, you would, like, join up for a dating service. Right. But the difference is you're live talking and you're interacting. And it's like, if you think of today's dating, everything's based on looks, right? It's yeah. like fucking Tinder, swipe right, swipe left. Yes. And if- then you finally date some Yahoo. Then, like, seven months later, you go to a wedding with your somebody and their friends. And you're like, this guy's friends are a bunch of morons. <laughs> then you meet their parents and they're like, oh, I can't see myself. And I think... So many people don't realize or forget the fact that you're not dating a person or marrying a person. You're dating and marrying someone's entire life. It's a good point. It's very true. I think it's one of the and problems. And one day you get a window into everything. Like, can I see myself in that apartment? Why does that guy live in that smart apartment? Oh, because look at the business he's starting. Okay, I see. Like, you really are into it and you see the people's passion. And then at the end of the night, the three guys walk in the room, but you've already picked the person. So I already say, okay, I pick Dan. So you say, okay, Dan, I pick you. But there's three guys standing there. You don't know which one is Dan. (laughs) Right. Right. That's that's such a good physical reveal because, you know, there's always someone super hot. There's always this. Like, there's always a great mix of people. What was casting for that like? How do you even select the men? Well, based on the girls, you selected the girls first. And then it's like, what's the guy you always date? Like everyone always, I always date the guy with the tattoo, uh, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all have a type. Of course. And that's never the guy you're supposed to be with. Oh, of course not. It's always the one who makes you miserable. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And then it's like, okay, but what qualities do you want in a man? Okay, well, that's always a separate thing. Right. And then so we found guys that had those qualities and kind of pushed looks to the side. That sounds really cool. I mean, that sounds like also for the participants, a totally different kind of experience. That, that's one thing TLC does really well. I don't know if you watch um, 90 Day Fiance or Married at oh First my Sight. God, I love it. <laughs> I love both of those two. Married at First Sight, I particularly love. Actually, I love them both. I don't I don't even know what I'm saying. I mean, I can't. I literally need to retire just so I can watch more TV. <laughs> We'll be right back with more with SA, but first, a word from one of my sponsors. Fun fact. Unlike flights or other travel, hotel rates actually get cheaper at the last minute. Hotel Tonight partners with awesome hotels to help them sell their unsold rooms, which means you can get amazing deals. All it takes is 10 seconds, just three taps and a swipe, and then you've got a room booked. There's no long, endless list of a zillion hotel choices because Hotel Tonight only shows you the best deals at the best hotels. It's perfect if you're busy or don't want to overthink things. Plus, you can book up to 100 days in advance in certain destinations and up to a week in advance everywhere else. Book next week tonight. Book next month tonight. Book your Memorial Day weekend tonight. It's great for last-minute getaways or a quick staycation, whether you're a planner or you like to leave things to the very last minute. And with Hotel Tonight's HT Perks program, the more you book, the better the deals get. So start scoring amazing deals at incredible hotels and download the Hotel Tonight app now. Another show you have right now is Hunter Mountain, which is more of the subculture type of show. And uh, where did the idea for that one come? That's on MTV. Well, you know what? In the winter, in the summer, rather, we went to the shore. And that's where we parted. And in the winter, when you were on Long Island, you you went to Hunter Mountain. Right. And yeah, it's not too far. It's like, what, two hours, three? Yeah. And like, that's really what we did. And we all got ski houses. And we went up there with a bunch of people the same way you do at the shore. And you did it. What, do you, what am I only supposed to have fun two months out of the year? Not a chance. 
One thing that really stuck out to me, I was just rewatching the Jersey Shore pilot and then I was watching Hunter Mountain the first episode. The supremacy of the hot tub. When and how did the hot tub become so important to reality television? It is the catalyst. It is. It's like it's like if you're having like a boring night, just get everyone in the hot tub and things really pick up. It's such a funny phenomenon. It's it's now like you can't have a show without a hot tub being like right in the middle. Well, it's like, listen, there's no better, like, get to know you. I mean, you're practically naked. Yes, it's true. And you're hanging out. You're already exposed. I actually think it lets people have deeper conversations. Right, because it's sort of like you're... You can't hide anything. You've already exposed, like, the hardest thing. Like, when you're in a bathing suit, like, that's it. It's all there. Yeah. And no one actually feels comfortable in a bathing suit, even if you're really hot. It's just, like, not normal. I don't know. There's some of these girls on these shows where... They really do feel more comfortable in a bathing suit. I, I, so I'm not one of them. I, and I can't them. relate. Me neither. I commend them, I but guess. God bless. And I wonder what that's like even for a day. The other like major trope is hair extensions, which I think really started with Jersey Shore. I, I really do. Sammy's sweetheart was was a one of the most famous hair extension wearers that I could think of in, in my lifetime. Well, I think she was the first one that was honest about it. Yes. Yes. And she was very honest. I loved it. Because even Trista back in the day had hair extensions, and that's when no one was doing it. Right. Now it's so cool. Now that's another thing. I was watching The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and Erica Jane is just, like, all about her uh, hair extensions. Talks about them all the time. Right, but it always used to be continuity. Like, it's like one day someone has long hair, blonde hair, and the next day they have, like, a black short bob, and you're like, everyone's fine with it. Yeah. I know. It's just become such a staple of these of the show. It's in, it's just interesting. But even in life, like I work at the office sometimes, people come in, I'm like, oh my God, like <laughs> they just look totally different. Brand, brand new hair. Um, how did you find the the cast for Hunter Mountain? Because they're not all from the East Coast. Like it's some like you know, some of them are from California or live in California. And what what is it harder to cast now that people who are of the age that can be on these shows are so familiar with the genre? It is and it's not. I think it's like the press and stuff that's kind of like, do you watch reality TV or scripted? Do you do this or do you do that? Mm-hmm. If you ask an average person on the street, what are your three favorite TV shows? They could say Scandal. Then they could say Housewives. And then they could say something else. Like they don't break it down by, and then they say like match game. Right. That's interesting. They're not like, oh, but that's one game, one scripted, one, you know what I mean? <laughs> not checking boxes. I think for people today, it's just TV. Like reality TV isn't reality TV anymore. To me, it's just TV. Right. And I guess also like if you watch it on streaming or like through like the MTV app, it's just a different experience than like setting aside time for the Jersey Shore or setting aside time for Party Down South or whatever. I don't know. I just think like it is what it is. I feel like, you know, I interview kids and they're like, oh, I just I want to be an influencer. Right. All right. Well, then fucking do something. <laughs> That's such a weird, weird I know, thing. Like, people just think that like, well, the problem is kids are sitting on their, you know, couches or their beds and putting on eyeliner and making millions. Right. They don't have to do much to get the big bucks. Yeah. So I think that like it's a little bit of a false thing. Like everybody can't do that because then it won't be special. Right. But I do think there are so many different ways to advertise and to reach people, which it opens up a whole new door. Mm-hmm. You know, the culture is you can be anything you want to be. And like, that's like true and not true. 
Sure. Yeah, it's just, it's a different approach also. Like, the exposure that comes from being on reality TV, I think it seems, it's probably a little bit less intimidating in some ways because there's just more avenues to expose yourself. Like, if you have an exhibitionist type of personality, you can find a way to be an exhibitionist. You don't necessarily need to be cast on a show. You could just start Snapchatting and see what happens, basically. Yeah, and see what happens, exactly. Do the younger folks... I also think being a reality TV personality is heroic. Interesting. What does that mean to you? I'll tell you why. Because I think if you want to be an actor or an actress or something, you're putting yourself out there with someone else's words, with not your look and not with what came out of your closet, and -hmm. with someone else telling you what to wear and how to do your hair. Interesting. I think to be a reality TV star, you have to be extremely strong. Mm. Because you're putting yourself out there and you're basically saying, this is it, this is me. Not do you like my character, do you like my storyline, but everyone is judging you, your decisions day to day, even down to what you're drinking or eating or making for breakfast. Yeah, absolutely. And then if people are rejected or not against you, it is like they don't like you personally. Right. Yeah, it is like it's a refer. It is actually a referendum on you if um, you get a lot of like hate online or people are critical right. of you or whatnot. As where it's like, oh yeah, that role. Oh well, people didn't really, you know, accept the role the way that they could. It's not a role. Like people didn't accept you personally. So I actually give people a lot of credit, but I think one of the hardest things to do is just to go out there and be yourself. Right. And yeah. I feel like there's not enough accolades for that because. And I always say to people, do not worry about what America thinks. Think about your immediate family and your five best friends. Right. Are they going to watch us and go, oh, my God, that's so you? Or are they going to watch us and be like, oh, my God, please, if that were me, you would have killed me. Or if that was me, you would have done this. (laughs) Right. Because if you're not yourself, then don't bother. Right. Do you find that with the shows you've worked on more recently, the people you cast are more aware of what their reception is going to be like? Or do you just try to find people who won't care, basically? I think if they ask me questions about it, I, I'm like cross them off the list. Yeah. Um, sometimes they're a perfect character, but sometimes what they ask is like they're not going to be able to just enjoy the experience. Yeah. Um, as a producer and when you're like on set, and this is a big part of The Bachelor, which is kind of controversial, how much do you encourage uh, the, the the cast, for lack of a better word, to act a certain way? Like, do you think it's, do you have like a stance on your shows of like how producers should interact to get desired yeah, behavior? you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Was that a big part of The Bachelor when you worked on it? No. That's interesting. It wasn't. It obviously has a reputation now as being very produced and a lot of sort of like prompting from producers to like talk about certain yeah, things. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, when I was there, I don't, we didn't really do that at all. That's interesting. Did you do that at all uh, with the Jersey Shore cast when, when that started? No. That's so amazing. <laughs> no, it, it's not. I think it's just making them feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. To me, the biggest thing about reality TV is trust. Right. They have to know that you're putting them in a in an honest light, basically. Yeah, like it, I'm not making up a story. It either happened or it didn't. Right, right. And, it, and in most cases, even if they call me like, I can't believe you did that. I'm like, oh, really? Do you remember <laughs> what else happened that night? And they're like, oh, yeah, I guess I owe you a thank you. I can't believe you did that, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of that. I'm like, listen, I don't go out of my way to make people look you know, bad at all, but it is the type of thing where everyone's life has an up and down. Right. On a different note, what was it like working with Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg? 
Oh, my God. Obsessed. <laughs> um, what's one thing that we don't know about Martha Stewart that is incredible? She's a savage. Really? What was her relationship like with Snoop when um, the, sh- the cameras weren't rolling? Exactly like it is when the cameras are rolling. <laughs> First of all, I've never, I've never worked with two people that respected each other more than those two. Really? That's fascinating. I- they love each other so much. Like, I mean, so much. Respect, 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 respect. Like, if I call Martha, I'm like, she's like, I'm cool with this. What did Snoop say? I'm like, I had to call someone first. Oh, wow. Were they equal? But it's like, and then I call Snoop. He's like, I'm cool, but is Martha cool? I'm like, 100%. How lovely. Who- so I would always call and be like, hey, Martha's not so stoked about this. What do you think? Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Were they honestly probably two of the biggest celebrities I've ever worked for and never had it easier. And both of them deserve every dollar, every magazine color and cover and anything that's ever come to them because they are hardworking people that give back to their community, even when it's not public and being around them. You see how many people they do care for and take care of. And I will tell you, they are both like amazing, amazing, amazing people. Wow. Wow. That's that's like really nice to hear. I really like Martha Stewart and I like Snoop Dogg too. But I always wondered if she had like a dark side that people didn't know about or, or something like that. <laughs> no, she just does stuff sometimes that I just love. Like she loves like a fucking bologna sandwich. Me like too. She loves, she loves like a straight up grilled cheese. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like she goes on an airplane. She like packs a sandwich with like white bread and turkey breast that she's like cutting off of a turkey carcass. That's incredible. She had invited me up to her Christmas party this year and I brought my aunt who's like a huge fan and I just everything. She's in that kitchen, like making pigs in a blanket. Like she's doing it at a Christmas party with 400 people. That's amazing. Like That's- she baked every dessert that was on the table. She's like a dessert. I mean, she's like literally, um, she's the most amazing person. That's that's really exciting. I mean, and just like delightful to hear because she has a reputation in a certain way. And it's nice when it, people actually live up to it. That's that's, that's great. I'm, I'm thrilled to hear it. Um, so lastly, in addition to the Hunter Mountain show and the new dating show on TLC, Jersey Shore is coming back with Jersey Shore Family Vacation. And it's got um, seven of our faves. Uh, no Angelina, of course, Bodina and no Sammy, but everyone else is back. And I'm super excited. How did the filming go for that? I got to tell you, I am still coming off of it. I came back. <laughs> I got the flu, a root canal. Like, oh, my God. It literally took the life out of me. Oh, my God. It was. Uh, for anyone that doubted, do they still have it? The answer is yes. And it is amazing. They are just amazing. I laughed for 30 days. Like, I've never laughed so hard in my entire life. What is the main difference? I mean, Jenny and Snooki are moms, and they've all obviously, you know, changed in the last nine years. What's the biggest difference between filming the show now and the original season back in 2000? I guess that was the summer of 2009. not say much. Really? That's the thing. I expected it to be, but no, it's great. They're almost just better. Is it still um, a gym tan laundry situation? Like, are they still doing that on a regular basis? Yeah, I mean, they are the same people. That's incredible. So did, they, did Jenny and Snooki bring their kids? Did Jenny? Uh, no. Got it. So no, so no, like, partners or spouses or kids or anything like that? No. Nope. How much were they getting stopped on the street in Miami? Oh, there's so many paparazzi and so many fans. It was amazing. Do they party with them still? Like, do they party with strangers? hundred percent. Oh my God. That's, that's incredible. I, I truly can't believe it. What to you is more surprising? The fact that Snooki and Gianni are still together or that Vinny has a six pack? 
I would say Vinny having a six pack. <laughs> I think he maybe changed the most from, as far as I could tell, as an outsider from the from when the show started. I don't know. You have to see it. It's crazy. Okay. Is there like one? I don't know how to describe it. It's just insane to watch because it seems like so much time has gone by, and then it feels like it was four minutes ago. It totally does. I'm really excited for the show to come back because I feel like my friends are coming back. Like that was the power of that show was like their connections you could really feel as a viewer and it, it made you feel like you're part of their friend group as well. That's that's why I'm excited for it to come back uh, uh, among other reasons. Just need some yeah, snooky. I, I love them so much it hurts me. I don't even know what else to say. Okay, that's great. I love them. So were you on set the whole time that it was recorded? 100% every day, all day. Wow. How much do you talk to them, like, while filming is happening? Like, is it, like, on the real world, they're not supposed to talk to the camera people? I mean, or? yes and no. I mean, I'm not telling them what to do. But, like, when we see each other, we, you know, oh, hey, what's up, you know? Yeah, yeah. We hang. Like, when we're not shooting, which is never. But, like, if Snooki's in the bathroom blow-drying her hair, I'll go sit down and chat with her. <laughs> <laughs> like, we all hadn't seen each other. It was, like, crazy. Right. So it's like a real reunion. Like, yes. like with uh, college but, friends. Like they were like saying to the camera guys, like, oh my God, look at you. You have gray hair. You're so old. <laughs> so you brought back the same crew as well? Everyone. Really? We went full OG. That is really cool. Um, Sally Ann, thank you so much for taking the time. It was a no tr- truth thrill to talk to you. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. I'm going to try to convince SA to come back because Jersey Shore Family Vacation is coming in April and there's just so much more to talk about. I'll be back in two weeks with another episode of Bachelor Party, the off season. We've got a lot of guests planned and I'm, I'm excited to use this time to explore some other shows. So keep listening to this feed. If you haven't subscribed and you somehow just happened upon this, please do. And check out all the other Ringer Podcast Network shows by going to the ringer.com slash podcasts.